Isaiah chapter 3 verse 1 For lo, the Lord Jehovah of hosts is turning aside from Jerusalem and from Judah stay and staff, every stay of bread and every stay of water. This verse is saying that the Lord is going to take the food supplies from Israel and he's going to take their bread and water away. And this happened during King Jehoiakim's reign when the king of Babylon tried to turn Jehoiakim into a puppet and Jehoiakim, I guess, refused. And then it was one of his near relatives who became a puppet for Nebuchadnezzar. And that was Jehoiachin. But Israel was really suffering because of their sins at that time. The Lord was punishing them through the oppression of Babylon. This was a prophecy in Isaiah's time because Jehoiakim was after his time. So he was prophesying even for his own times. 2. Hero and man of war, judge and prophet, and diviner and elder. 3. Head of fifty, and accepted of faces, and counselor, and the wise of artificers, and the intelligent of charmers. For I have made youths their heads, and sucklings rule over them. A youth is a young adult, and a suckling is a toddler. Children were taking over leadership positions where there should have been grown adults, and that's probably because the men were getting killed by the oppression of Babylon. Also, Nebuchadnezzar took people captive. Those who were oppressed and taken captive included those who played favorites, those who were prophets, those who were judges, those who were soldiers, those who practiced pagan fortune-telling, those who were highly skilled in whatever skill they had, whether it was pottery or woodwork or metalwork, the highly skilled were taken to Babylon, and those who were highly intelligent and people practicing witchcraft and enchantment. Enchantment is a form of witchcraft. It's when you have mind control over somebody, and that's rampant in our society. And that includes the brainwashing that goes on through the media. They are enchanting people. 5. And the people have exacted man upon man, even a man on his neighbor, enlarge themselves do the youths against the aged, and the lightly esteemed against the honored. This is describing social chaos, where young adults are profiteering off of the elderly. And that sounds pretty familiar. Here in America, the youth and those who haven't earned honor are taking advantage of and even stealing from those who are honorable. In this time that Isaiah was prophesying about, there would be a lot of lawlessness and social chaos. 6. When one layeth hold on his brother of the house of his father, by the garment come and rule thou art to us, and this ruin is under thy hand. 7. He lifteth up in that day, saying, I am not a binder, and in my house is neither bread nor garment. Ye do not make me a ruler of the people. This is saying that there would be so much chaos in Israel, and there probably was when Egypt and Babylon in turn took over Israel, that people were desperate for a leader, and they were even turning to their own brother and saying, please be our leader. But whoever was asked 
to be a ruler was saying, I don't have anything to give those who follow me, so I can't be a ruler. Kingship requires that you pay people to serve you. The reason that soldiers fight for a king is because they get wages and rewards. You can't be a king if you don't have money to pay people with. And that's what those who were asked to be rulers said. They said, I'm poor, how can I be your ruler? 8. For stumbled hath Jerusalem, and Judah hath fallen, for their tongue and their doings are against Jehovah, to provoke the eyes of his glory. Because of the sin of Israel, the civil structure of Israel had broken down. Now we see that today in Western culture. In many nations, there is rampant lawlessness and disrespect for anybody who deserves respect. And that's because of our sin in Western nations. That's why our societies have broken down. 9. The appearance of their faces witnessed against them, and their sin as Sodom they declared, They have not hidden, woe to their soul, for they have done to themselves evil. In their pagan practices they had done what Sodom and Gomorrah did, which is to practice sodomy, and that is an abomination to the Lord. Heterosexuals and homosexuals both can practice sodomy, Just because you claim to be heterosexual doesn't mean that you're guilt-free if you are committing sodomy. Isaiah says, this is what they're doing and they're not even trying to hide it. They didn't even have the shame to hide their sexual perversion today all over the world. People have no shame, so they're actually proud of their perversion. 10. Say ye to the righteous that it is good because the fruit of their doings they eat. Isaiah says that those who remain righteous during this time, they will still get blessings from the Lord. If you walk in righteousness and faithfulness and you obey the commands of the Lord and trust Him to meet your needs, you will continue to get blessed even when there's chaos and suffering and war all around you. You won't be in the same state of fear that everyone else is in. 11. Woe to the wicked, evil, because the deed of his hand is done to him. The Lord is going to cause evil people to get the same treatment that they have shown to others. This isn't karma, because the Lord doesn't always do this. He only does it at certain times for his own glory. He determines when he's going to punish people, and when he's going to be long-suffering and wait longer for them to repent. But at this time, Isaiah was prophesying that very soon he's not going to be long-suffering anymore. He's going to punish you. The time that he determined for punishment hasn't come yet. 12. My people, its exactors, are sucklings, and women have ruled over it. My people, thy eulogists, are causing to err, and the way of thy paths swallowed up. Funerals tend to eulogize the dead person as if they're somebody that we should all emulate when that dead person may have been a very big sinner and may have had little to no faith. Here in this verse it's saying, you guys eulogize people who have sinned. That's what a wicked society does. It eulogizes sinners. And he says, women are ruling over people. If women are in leadership, it always shows that men are not doing what the Lord has called them to do. And in this case, it also showed 
that the men were scarce because the Babylonians had captured them. The men had disappeared. 13. Jehovah hath stood up to plead, and he is standing to judge the peoples. Isaiah says, the time is coming that the Lord is going to judge everyone. 14. Jehovah into judgment doth enter with elders of his people and its heads, and ye, ye have consumed the vineyard, plunder of the poor is in your houses. In the Lord's law that we read in Leviticus, Exodus, and Deuteronomy, he stated that you are not allowed to pick your fields clean. You have to leave something behind for the poor people to come and collect. You can only go through your field once when you harvest, and then anything that you didn't get belongs to the poor, and they're allowed to come and glean behind you or the next day and take whatever they can find. But these people were plundering the poor because they were going through their fields more than once to nitpick every little tiny fruit or grain that they could get, and they weren't leaving anything for the poor. The Lord is saying that he is going to judge the elders and the leaders for allowing that to happen. 15. What to you? Ye bruise my people, and the faces of the poor ye grind, an affirmation of the Lord, Jehovah of hosts, and Jehovah saith. Jehovah said, You are brutalizing your own people, and they're my people. Whenever we take advantage of poor people, or we mistreat them, or ignore their needs, that makes the Lord extremely angry. This is the Lord talking in verse 16. Because that daughters of Zion have been haughty, and they walk stretching out the neck, and deceiving with the eyes, walking and mincing, they go, and with their feet they make a tinkling. 17. The Lord also hath scabbed the crown of the head of daughters of Zion, and Jehovah their simplicity exposeth. This is a metaphor, but it's also specific. So this is going to happen to arrogant, narcissistic women, but it's a metaphor for what is going to happen to all of Israel. He says, any woman who's arrogant or narcissistic and is trying to get attention and pretending she's better than others by using sex and beauty as a weapon, the Lord is going to make her have a disease on her head so that her hair won't be beautiful anymore. And I imagine this disease would have caused some of these stuck-up women to lose their hair. And he's going to expose how simple they are, that they're not elegant, they're not sophisticated, they're not beautiful, but they're fakes. And that's a metaphor for what he's going to do with Israel. Israel has been pretending to be the children of God for a long time when Isaiah was alive. And the Lord said, I'm going to expose you as frauds. You don't love me, you love your gods. And even though you keep shouting out that you're the Israelites, I'm going to show the whole world that I don't know you. Now when it said their feet were tinkling, that's because they had put little bells and things to attract attention. 18. In that day doth the Lord turn aside the beauty of the tinkling ornaments and of the embroidered works and of the round tires like moons. Today, there is jewelry that is witchcraft-oriented because it glorifies the sun or the moon or a star. 
that comes from ancient paganism, and that's what the pagans wore. Those were their gods. Here the Lord says, I'm going to destroy their pagan jewelry that honors the moon. Their embroidered works. Now that could mean that they were putting embroidery on their clothes to attract attention to themselves. 19. Of the drops and the bracelets and the mufflers. Drops are earrings. Then it talks about bracelets and mufflers are something that you use for your hands. It could be the upper arm to keep it warm, but they were using it all as decoration. Just like in high fashion today, the fashions that they create for women aren't really functional. They're fake. It's only to look good. So it's all about design, not really functionality. That's why a lot of high fashions are uncomfortable and expose a lot of skin. 20. Of the bonnets and the ornaments of the legs, and of the bands, and of the perfume boxes, and the amulets. The Lord is listing all the things that these arrogant women are wearing. But again, this is a metaphor for all of Israel. And he's saying they have decorative hats on, ankle bracelets, armbands, and they carry perfume boxes so that they'll smell good, and they have amulets. They were really going out of their way, just like women do today, to turn sex and beauty into a weapon and to control other people. And this the Lord detests. The beauty of a woman is humility and meekness and faithfulness to the Lord. But if you're sexualizing yourself like these girls were in this ancient time, you've lost your beauty. 21. Of the seals and of the nose rings. 22. Of the costly apparel and of the mantles and of the coverings and of the purses. Some women wear a covering to be modest. Other women wear see-through coverings to get more attention. The Lord says that he detests this kind of thing. Clothes should be real. Some of the clothes he's listing here are festive apparel, decorative mantles, which is like a shawl, their outer garments, their purses and their mirrors, their turbans and their robes, all of their things that they wear just to look beautiful. He said back in verse 17 that he was also going to cause them to be naked. They would become so poor from the oppression of Babylon that they wouldn't even have any clothes to wear. Because all of their interest was in making their clothes sexually oriented. 23. Of the mirrors, and of the linen garments, and of the hoods, and of the veils. 24. And it hath been, instead of spice is muck, and instead of a girdle a rope, and instead of curled work baldness, and instead of a stomacher a girdle of sackcloth. The Lord says, this is how I'm going to dress you. Instead of carrying perfume boxes, I'm going to make you dirty and make you stink. And instead of wearing a decorative ribbon around your waist, I'm going to put a rope around your waist. You're going to be slaves to Babylon. And instead of having curls, you're going to be bald because of that disease I'm going to give you. And instead of having a luxurious robe, you're going to be dressed in sackcloth for mourning because you'll be very sad. 25. For instead of glory, thy men by sword do fall, and thy might in battle. He says, your men are going to die. The men who you were trying to entice sexually, 
they're going to die, and then you're going to go into mourning for them. God isn't malicious, and he doesn't hurt us because it gives him pleasure. He disciplines us and allows us to suffer so that we'll repent. And it's precious to God when we have a contrite heart. He loves us and draws near to us when we have a broken, contrite heart. That means when we're truly, truly sorry for our sins. By punishing them in this way, by turning their world upside down and making them sorry that they had ever sinned, that is how he can get them to repent because they were that arrogant. So if your life has been turned upside down and you used to live really selfishly and now you're just trying to make it minute by minute, cry out to the Lord and repent of your sins because he loves you and he will draw near when you cry out to him and he will restore you again. There's nothing he loves more than to forgive somebody who has a contrite heart. 26. And lamented and mourned have her openings, yea, she hath been emptied, on the earth she sitteth. This says that Jerusalem will sit empty and mourning, because Babylon was going to ransack it, take a bunch of its gold, take its men away, and leave its women poor and destitute. And that concludes Isaiah chapter 3.